0: there's so much to Arizona. You have pine yeah. forests and you have high mountains and you have desert and you have red rocks of Sedona. There's so many different places here and it's not, everyone's like, Oh, Arizona, it's a dry heat. It's like, no, it's not all of Arizona. Plus we, it's been raining here all summer.
1: <laughs> wow. In the, wow. In the
0: desert, you know, it's like we Good get monsoon golly. and it's yeah. hot and humid and pouring rain. Like it's, completely it's the coolest place
1: I absolutely love it hello again friends thank you so much for joining me here at the wisdom of the wilderness podcast I am your host Greg and as always on this podcast we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory both literal and figurative I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. Hey, friends, we are back with another episode of Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast, and you're probably pretty tired of just hearing me talk, even though I know I'm awesome. Um, It's pretty tiring. So we finally have another guest on today, and uh, we're going to let her introduce herself because she is doing some amazing, incredible, fun things. But uh, first things first, I know that you've got a beer and I've got a beer, so I am going to not mess it up, do that and say cheers and uh, please introduce yourself.
0: Cheers. Uh, My name is Jen Laughlin, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and currently I'm actually also enjoying a beer. I'm having a um, tower station. Oh. Made by Mother Road Brewing out of Flagstaff. And it is absolutely oh. one of my favorite beers. I just can't get away from it.
1: Are, are you doing this to, like, torture me right now? It is <laughs> so, one of my favorite beers. I think Lost Highway is marginally better because it's a double black IPA. But that totally beats oh. my Pilot Bay Hazy IPA.
0: Okay, so I have not had the Lost Highway yet.
1: Oh, You should try the Lost Highway.
0: And it's Mother Road. Yes, Okay, I will look for that. I don't think I... I'm not sure if I have it in the grocery store nearby, because every time I go in, I look for Tower Station only. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to look for that. I did not know that they... I didn't even know they had a double IPA, to be honest.
1: Yes. It's a black IPA, and I have this... I'll send you the sticker afterward, because I have stickers on my truck of that
0: Oh, sweet. Okay. It's great. Sounds good. (laughs)
1: Yes. And also, I totally sidetracked your introduction. So, uh, (laughs) hi, Jan.
0: Hello. Nice to nice to finally chat with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, likewise. Likewise. You are doing some really cool things while well, you're down there in Arizona where it's probably hot as the face of the sun today. Uh,
0: it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is true.
1: Yeah. What are some of the cool things that you are doing?
0: Um, well, okay, so uh currently I am training for some pretty big adventures, which is something that I swore I'd never do in the summertime in Arizona or not in Arizona. I need to take that back in the desert portion of Arizona. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I've got, um, I, I, okay. So backtrack last year at this time, I was gearing up for my very first 100 mile race, which um, I never planned on doing a hundred miler ever because I have severe stomach issues that would always sideline me and, kind of ruin anything over a 50 K, um, just in general. So I kind of put that dream away and then recently decided I was getting older and I should probably give it a go. If I was going to do a hundred, I should do it. So last year at this time, I was getting ready to, um, do mogi on monster, which is actually it's mm-hmm. happening. It's a week from this coming Saturday is, uh, when it happens, it's up in pine, Arizona and it's an amazing race. And so last year I was training for that, and um, I don't know what happened in my brain, but I decided that I could pull off training for a 100 miler in the desert in the summertime. <laughs> so basically <laughs> the things that I did was I ran as, you know as much as I could. I did a lot of races like not in the state. I did a lot of training things in the mountains and just kind of sucked it up, but I'm finding myself doing that again. The, this summer because I've got some things coming up and mm-hmm. when, I am actually doing Mogian monster again, but I'm doing the 42 K because, um, Oh, nice. I did get COVID in May and it kind of derailed, um, all of my summer, summer fun Yikes. running plans that I had, but yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So training for that, um, as much as I can, training, meaning just trying to finish it and then yep. balancing work and kids and, all the things that that I I do on a daily basis is
1: a lot. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So many questions I have. I'm actually jotting down notes as we, we do this. <laughs> uh, first things first, uh, what prompted you to want to do a hundred miler? Um, that's not something some people are going to listen to. So they like, wake up and you're like, I decided to run a hundred miles today because I've got nothing better to do.
0: Right. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, why not? Uh, yeah. So I've been running, um, basically my whole life and I played soccer growing up through college and sports you know in high school and um, started running and really enjoying it I would say like in college and I kind of just stuck with it. I started trail running you know kind of dabbling around when I lived in California. Um, I grew up in Southern California but once I moved to Arizona to Phoenix area I quickly discovered that this place is a trail running Mecca and it's in, the trail system in Phoenix is like unbelievable. And I think a lot of people who aren't from here uh, or live here or have been here don't realize it, but it's insane. Like there's trails everywhere. Like we're, no matter where you go within 5 minutes there's like a trail system. So our house, our first house when we lived when we moved to um, the West Valley, our first house but it, it butts up against uh we have these regional parks and one day I remember like our youngest was old enough where I could like leave him home with dad for a little bit. And I went for a run up the street and I was like, what is this? <laughs> there was trails right up the street because there was a regional park right up the street for me. I had no idea. We'd lived there for, I don't know, two and a half years. I had no clue it was there because mm-hmm. I, we had just had a baby and I was just kind of like running around, you know, run, running in the neighborhood with the baby in the jogger. And I don't know, I went up there, I got onto one of the trails, one of these desert trails, and I absolutely fell in love. And shortly after I started Googling, I, and, oh, and then also too, I was, I think I was about 37, 38 at the time. And for some reason I decided by the time I turned 40, I wanted to run an ultra marathon. Like, I don't know what, I was just like, I want to run an ultra marathon by the time I turned 40. Started Googling stuff and I found um, Era Viper Running, which puts on all the trail running, amazing trail running events here in, in Colorado and Utah, who I work for now. But anyway, long story mm-hmm. short, um, I kind of sl- slowly way- worked my way up from a 50K to a 50 miler to 100K. But then things just started going south because my stomach would always just say, F you, you're not doing this anymore. And um, yeah, it was bad. And, and it's not yeah. like a, the ultra puke where you just throw up a couple of times and you can keep going. It was yeah. like the, I have to drop. I need an IV in my arm. Like it was just, oh. it was so, so bad. So I gave up Yikes. on my dream of running a hundred miles. I gave up mm-hmm. on it for a while. I said, forget it. I can't do it. So I stuck with shorter stuff. And then I just wanted to, see what it was like like I got to a point where I'm like you know what I don't need to do well in a hundred miles I just need to finish because I just want to see what it feels like I want to feel all the emotions I want to feel the ups and downs Mm -hmm. and go through it all because I've just heard too much about it to not try it myself so
1: that's that was
0: the main motivation behind it all I just decided I'm like you know what I'm gonna do this sweet (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Wow, that's it Im- super it inspiring. Yeah, mm. no, it, it's inspiring. It's incredible. Like, and you went and did it. What are? This is great because it ties into all the other questions I had. What are the? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, okay, obviously, like you're doing a hundred miles in a day. That is an insane athletic endeavor. What are some of the other challenges you've gone through in terms of like you want to run hundred miles, so you got to train for it, like train to eat for it, yeah. uh, fit the stuff in around family life. Yeah. Walk us through that a little bit. What's been good? What's hard? How does that it work? was?
0: Yeah. So when I, when I trained, I mean, I have to, like, you could, you can't see me doing the air quotes saying trained. Cause <laughs> when I trained, I knew I needed to focus on my stomach. Mm-hmm. I needed to focus on learning how to eat, learning if I got sick, how to manage it. Cause it was inevitable. I was definitely going to get sick. Um, and just knowing like, this is what I need to do if it happens. You know, this is how I need to be able to keep going. So, I did a bunch of um, I did a bunch of really great training runs. But it's funny because I picked this race specifically um, because it's in northern Arizona, so it's up in the mountains. And uh, the Mogollon Rim, for people who aren't familiar with it, it's um, I, I believe it's the edge, or it's like the mm, I'm totally going to get this wrong. But I feel like it's the beginning of, like, the Colorado Plateau or something. I'm not sure what it is, but it's this crazy, beautiful mountain that just kind of jets up, like, Mm -hmm. out of the earth. And it's steep, and it's rocky, and it's so technical and crazy. And um, I knew you have to do a lot of hiking in this race. And that was part of my problem, is that I would always try to... I'd just start off too fast in my races. I'd push it too hard. And I would just like, my stomach would just be like, screw you. Like my body's like, I can handle it. Like mentally, mm-hmm. I'm like, it hurts. I don't care. It's fine. But my stomach is like, no, 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 <laughs> girl, <laughs> you need mm-hmm. to stop. <laughs> so my, I knew that with that 100 miler specifically, I was going to do, you know, the majority of it was going to be hiking because you can't run up that thing. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and you could, yeah. so when i uh, actually did it this last um fall last year it was a point to point course it was the first time the race directors had changed uh the course and they made it point to point and you went uh, you touched the rim so you went bottom of the rim to the top six different times so you're going up you're going really? down you're running along it and it's <laughs> it's amazing but i knew like that would be better for me it, i think it was about 19000 to climb in the hundred miles, but, um, I knew it was better for me because I wasn't going to be running because that's, that was my downfall was like overdoing it in the beginning and then just completely falling apart. So anyway, going back to your question, training wise, um, I really, uh, I honestly probably averaged maybe 20, 25 miles a week, really, because there it was summer. We had I really started training in March, but we got into summer. We had vacations, we had traveling, and all those things. What was key for me was training races. I did quite a few training races, and those were—if um, without those, I wouldn't have been able to figure it out. There's no way. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So I needed a lot of support from my family, and they gave it to me, which was awesome. I didn't ask, you know, I don't really ask for too much, but I was like, yeah. hey, everybody. I want to do this and I can't do it without your support. <laughs> and wow. this, is, this is what it's going to look like. And honestly, like the week to week stuff, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I was working full time. I did what I could. And then I had the training races and, um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard to train for a hundred mile or like, and I knew I was going to, I was like going to, it's funny. Cause I had a lot of people say, Oh, you're going to podium this and that and the other. Cause like I'm decently fast in the shorter distances, but I'm like, oh no 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 I'm gonna be a golden hour finisher. trust me it, we had a yeah. 38 hour 38 hour cutoff for this race yeah. 38 hours I finished in 37 and a half. Wow. I took every minute and I told I'm like I'm no 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 I said I'm taking every minute of this race to finish it I don't care how long I'm crossing the damn finish line <laughs> that's all I cared about it was wow. it was crazy yeah I was I mean it was tough but
1: You got it done well. Congratulations. That is a huge accomplishment to finish a hundred miler. That is huge.
0: It was awesome. And not not for one second did I ever think I wasn't going to finish. I was like, I don't care how bad this is going to go. Like I'm going to finish it no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. It was really cool.
1: Yeah. So you had the mental piece already and like body, you're going to go through this.
0: Right. Yeah. And stomach, you're going to also cooperate as much as possible. Which of course I blew up. My stomach completely blew up, but I said, you know what? This is what I've been practicing. I can handle this. Yeah.
1: Wow. So on when you're doing a hundred, what uh what do you eat or drink? Or <laughs> is, is absorb a better word?
0: <laughs> that is so ingest. Honestly, to I still don't know. I really don't. Um, I, you know, I used to try to do like goos and liquid calories and that type of thing, which never works. And then I kind of switched to real food, which real food was, is definitely better for me, but it's such a gray area. You know, it's like, if I eat like little potato bites with salt on it, like, that's great. If I have ramen, that's great. But don't have too much because if I too much, I get a sloshy tummy and then I'll get mm. sick. Or if I have too much water, I get sick. It's like it's still – I still can't figure it out. I mean I just did a – I did a mountain marathon last month and I got sick. I threw up during the mountain marathon. I was like, what mm. the hell, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. But also I knew I, I didn't really eat enough to start and then I was drinking too much and yeah, it's just – it's so – it's hard. I have a hard time. I pretty much go into every race knowing that I'm going to get sick at some point. Oh, which is unfortunate. But that quick. sounds less <laughs> than ideal. But okay, it's terrible, really. But um, I mean, and it's funny too because the shorter distance races, like I push so hard that I throw up during those too. But it's a different mm. type of sick. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> So basically so, what I'm hearing is you're good at throwing up.
0: I, I, Got am. It. I'm a, I am an expert barfer.
1: <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Noted for Lovely. the future. Yeah. At least don't aim for shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't hang out wow. around the finish line if I'm running something fast because I, chances are you will see something you don't want to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Wow. Well, And that's also that your family supported you and worked with you for everything as well. Because I know those can be big challenges with mom is gone. yeah, Mom is gone. Who's cooking food? Who's cleaning things, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I know. And that's the thing, too, because I definitely still do all of those things because I'm a little OCD and I just I have to like I have to do all of that. Um, But it was cool because my my husband's not a runner. He thinks it's all very dumb and doesn't understand any of it (laughs) but when uh like I was talking to him you know a a week or two before the race and we were talking about crew and all those things and he goes well what's the crew do and I I told him and he goes well I want to crew you and I was like you do and he goes yeah he's like I think we should all come and crew you I'm like what so it was great because I had my pacers
1: um, mm-hmm. And
0: then I had yeah, and I had uh, uh, who were like my best girlfriends um, who paced me and then one of them was driving the pacer around. But then my husband and three kids were the crew and they were so good. <laughs> I awesome. couldn't believe it. Actually, I was shocked because like they would never done that. I'd never had a crew. They'd never crewed anybody. I'd never had a pacer before. Like I'd never done any of this. And they like totally nailed it. It was really impressive. And honestly, like knowing I was going to see them like throughout the race, mm-hmm. like on different parts of the course was so it was awesome. It was like, I don't know how people do hundreds on their own. I know tons of people do and they probably just do so many of them. It doesn't matter. But that's honestly one of the main reasons why I want to do it again was this experience with my friends and with my family. And then of course it was an Era Viper race. So like my fellow like staff members were like sprinkled about the course, you know? And oh. it just made it, it made the experience just like so personal. And everyone knew it was my first 100. I was pretty open about like documenting it. And I mm-hmm. did a lot of, um, on our Era Viper Instagram, I did a lot of uh, like, I would do takeovers of our stories like during my training races. So I was like every, you know, if anyone was paying attention, they knew I was doing this race. So just having like the support of everyone was it really is like a big, giant hug, like a hug like you've never gotten before in your life. I felt so loved and just supported. It was probably one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Wow. Yeah, I would recommend. Yeah, I'd recommend everyone if if you're interested to do a 100 miler, you really like feel so loved. It's it's really really cool. I I mean so selfishly, I'm like, "Oh, that felt so good. I want to do it again." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there yeah. was just so much love and just support and like tears and just oh, it was it was great.
1: Wow. Yeah. And were you also doing the social media as you ran? Because that's um, part of your job, right? You are the social media
0: I ex- am, whiz so.
1: for AirBipod.
0: <laughs> so I did not do any social media while I was doing The 100. Um, I thought about it, and then I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't because this – it could go completely south. Like it could turn into a, a complete poop show, and I don't mm-hmm. you know if I want – to like (laughs) i don't know if i just want to like because i i mean and it's funny because i did i don't know how many races it was probably maybe four that i that i um four training races i think i did the stories for and it was so much fun but it none of them ever really went super bad like all of my training races went relatively well i had you know a few where i had some pretty like bad lows but then i would like pulled myself out of it and And it was really good. And it was kind of fun to walk everybody through that through that experience. I felt really weird doing it at first because I was like, God, I don't know if anybody wants to watch this. Like, I don't know. But people really responded to it. They're like, man, you know what? It's like kind of cool to A, see the course because I was like showing the course and, you know, kind of going walking through the race, like from the first person's perspective. But then I was also like. Having super highs, super lows. Like I, I mean, I'm a crier, so I was like crying a lot. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. So people are like, you know what? We actually really liked it because it was real. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't like faking anything. Like I'm like I can't hold, I can't hold my emotions back at all. Like you know, cancer emotions yeah. on my sleeve. Cancer. So uh-huh. yep. I was just like letting yeah. it all out at certain points, and I don't know. It was really cool, but I was definitely. Feeling like I, I really needed to focus for the hundred mile. Okay. Yeah. Plus, That's all my awesome. batteries died anyway. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> my phone died. My watch died. Like this was pre Coros, so <laughs> I have a Coros yeah. now, which you know lasts forever. But um, like my gar, I, everything died. Like, luckily, my pacer had a. Um, like, I actually kept my. I had a charger that we saved specifically for her Kogala light just in case we needed it. And we did need it. Like we actually, we were like, Oh, I'll finish before the, you know, second sunset. But no, I didn't no. finish. It, it oh. got dark.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was dark when I finished. Wow, but, you that's know, okay. um, yeah. It was totally fine. But yeah, decided not to do it for that, which was probably yeah. a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations again. Thank you. And, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. So when you finish, what is you what did your recovery look like? you were um, out on the course for 37 and a half hours. So yeah. just didn't leave the dirt for a day or
0: oh my gosh. So I I think out of that 37 and a half hours, I, I took a five minute nap. My I at one point it was, you know, maybe like three thirty-four in the morning. It was before you know those before the sunrise hours when you're just like struggling yes. and I remember yes. I, I told my pastor, I'm like hey I'm like I, I just need to sit down and take a five minute nap and she's like okay okay five minutes she's like you, you know five minutes well, I'll give you that I'm like okay so I, it's funny because I never understood the whole uh, trail nap I mm-hmm. didn't get it I'm like how the hell can anybody take a nap on a trail there's no way that's possible I sat down on a rock and I put my head in my hands and I fell asleep it for five minutes. And I actually started falling off. Of, I started falling over. And she was going to let me sleep for 10. And she's like, nope, you got to get up. She's like, you're, you're going to fall over and crack your head on that rock. You, we got to go. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. But, but that five minutes, like I got up and I started running again. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. And then the sun came up. Mm. So I was like, we're good. Like the sun's up. Like I knew if I made it through the night, I was going to be fine. And. I made it through the sun came up and it was like, you just get this renewed burst of energy when the sun comes up and you're like, I'm going to finish this thing today. You know, I, well, first of all, I don't have a choice, but second of all, you're like, it's daytime. I've got this. So total renewed energy, but it was funny body. Like my body actually felt not that bad afterwards. I had a hard time Mm -hmm. like getting into our truck to go home Mm -hmm because my legs were just like done but then like I was I think I started jogging again in a few days because it wow. like I said it was mainly hiking it was so much hiking like not really a lot of running but it was funny one thing also that happened to and this has never happened to me before we were uh driving home and it, I was like it's about an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes and we stopped to get Taco Bell, and I had, like, a bean burrito and nacho bel grande, like, on my lap in the passenger seat, and I completely passed out. Completely. I've never passed out so hard <laughs> in my whole life. Wow. <laughs> and I remember, like, we get home, and something happened. We have, a like, an automatic door lock on our garage, so you, like, punch. It's like a keypad. You punch yeah. in the code, and it unlocks. Well, something had happened and it wasn't working. So we were locked out of the house. And I remember I'm sitting in the passenger seat, like bar- I'm like barely, I'm like practically in a coma. I was so tired. And my family's like, oh, we're locked out of the house. We can't get in. And I literally, I could have cared less. I was like, I will leave me here. Like, I'm good. Don't even move me. Like, leave the Taco Bell on my lap. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> we ended up getting in, thankfully, but I just, I don't think I've ever been so exhausted in my whole life. Whole life. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm not someone who falls asleep easily. So that was like a big deal for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And you slept well for days? Or is it like, nope, now I'm oh, back? Oh, gosh.
0: I mean, I think I was so, I was so tired, but I was so like on just such a high. That I couldn't really sleep like I, I remember getting yeah. up I slept for a while got up the next morning and then I worked from home the next morning and you know just like scrolling through like my social media feed and stuff and just reading what people had to say because of course you know I posted right away because I was like I finished you know mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who probably didn't think I was going to finish You know, there's always those people, unfortunately, who who, like they say they want you to finish, but secretly they kind of don't just because they're Mm -hmm. miserable people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I was just really happy to like to say, hey, like, look at me. I freaking did this. It was it was just a big deal. Like it was a huge deal for me. And I was so happy, happy to have it done. And it's crazy because I swore I'd only do it once. And here I am wanted to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> this I wanted to do it again just next, just you know, next weekend, but just, like, yeah, yeah c- COVID happened, and that just yeah completely screwed everything up. So oh,
1: that's okay. So, so do you have the next hundred miler picked out already, or are you registered already?
0: Or? No, I I'm not. So, what was going to happen this? So we Tesher's one hundred K. I don't know if you've heard of Tesher's Mountain Runs. Yes, um, it's in Utah. Utah, Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah. And it's another one of our, um, era Viper races. And I, um, that was a a race that I, I remember when I first, when we first, um, got that race, I saw some promotional videos about it and I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. This is insanity. Who would ever Mm -hmm. do this? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I I could never do anything like this. Like this is crazy. So, Last year, last summer, I did the 70K as a training race for Mogeon. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it was just as hard as Mogion was. That 70K was just as hard as the 100 miler. It was wow. crazy. So I, this, we were supposed to do, a, there was a group of girls. We were supposed to do the 100K at Tushers this summer. And if that went well, Like secretly, I was like, I think I'm just gonna do Mogion 100 Mm mile again. I'm like, because if I can do the 100K, I can do Mogion 100 again for sure. But, um, the we, you know, I got sick and my one of my girlfriends, um, she's having some health issues as well. So we just decided to do the marathon, um, at Tusher's, which was very, very hard. I mean, if you want to go do a crazy mountain race, that one is perfect.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It's insane. I mean, it's like 10,000 feet and up. It you know, it's like hmm. between 10,000 feet and like 12.5, I think, the entire,
1: Good the entire race. It's crazy, wow. crazy
0: high. That's, it, yeah.
1: Wait, that's taller than Humphreys, right? Um, Humphrey, like the highest point of Arizona is less high than that race.
0: Um, so, I, race. Is Isn't hum, it? Humphreys, I think, is. Is it 12,000? Okay, so fun fact. I've been there. I've never summited Humphreys.
1: What? I have more Humphreys summits than you do?
0: Yes, I've never even ran in Fogstaff.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. I
0: know. It's silly, right? It's crazy, but I have not. Um, Hopefully, we'll change that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, it's beautiful it's, up
1: there. But anyways, so so, pretty, random side yeah. note. Yeah,
0: It's pretty, and they have really good breweries too.
1: <laughs> oh, Flagstaff. And coffee. Yes. Don't oh, be yes. late for the train.
0: Oh, I, see, I don't really, I don't think I've had any coffee up there, really.
1: Oh, it's really, really good. Mm.
0: Okay, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't really go to Flagstaff a whole lot. Um, I mean, one of the other companies I work for is based out of Flagstaff.
1: Okay. Who I, Who's that? I think
0: we all know and love Squirrels Nut Butter. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yes, yeah. So um I have dropped into Squirrel's Nut Butter. I've gone up there snowboarding a few times. Um
1: I've gone. Yeah, it's it's only gosh, yeah, you
0: just, just like walk an up hour, the other side of the mountain. Hour and forty five. Yeah. It's close from here and it's super yeah. We went to God, what was it? The out like I don't know. I just haven't spent enough time up there. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> it is a great place
1: at the same time there's so much diversity in arizona and so many places to see like you and i and your entire family and everyone i know could spend the rest of their lives and still not see everything in arizona
0: it's so true and that's what it's funny because i corrected myself earlier because i was talking about the heat and training in arizona but that's it's just there's so much to arizona you have pine yeah. forests and you have high mountains and you have desert and you have red rocks of Sedona. There's so many different places here and it's not, everyone's like, Oh, Arizona. It's a dry heat. It's like, no, it's not all of Arizona. Plus we, it's been raining here all summer.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. In the
0: desert, you know, it's like we Good get monsoon golly. and it's yeah. hot and humid and pouring rain. Like it's completely, it's the coolest place. I absolutely love yeah. it
1: yeah yeah no arizona has a special so this is like for me i'm like oh my god all these places i've been to or have to go back to or need to add to my list so there's totally not a list happening here of things i need to do that's (laughs) definitely definitely not happening
0: zero Um, yeah (laughs)
1: zero zero chance of that yeah and also um yeah beer that's totally not gonna happen um yeah never Mm -mm, no beer (laughs) gosh wow so so on that how did you get to arizona if you're in Southern California and now you're in Metro Phoenix, and I know they're like four hours away ish. Yes. All the Filibertos are on that line of I-8, but.
0: <laughs> um, so we, uh, I grew up in Southern California. My husband did as well. Um, grew up, went to school there, went to college there. And um, we met, we met shortly I, after I graduated from college and got married. And at some point, you know, our whole family's in Arizona still, for in Arizona, sorry, California, mm-hmm. for the most part, but at some point, we just were like, it just, you know, it's getting so crowded, so expensive, and we're like, why are we still here? Like, what's keeping us in California? And at that mm-hmm. point, like, people were kind of starting to move away, and we're like, well, if we just moved, we can still see our family. It's not like we're never going to see them again. So... um, Like, long story short, but it just got to a point where, like, let's just go try something else. And we looked Mm -hmm. at a few different states. We looked at Colorado. We looked at Texas. Mm -hmm. I've always loved Arizona. I love the Mm -hmm. Phoenix area since we used to come out here all the time in high school and junior high and college um, for soccer and other things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then his, uh, my mother-in-law moved out here to retire. And he was like, my husband's like, well, why don't we check out Arizona? And I was like, okay, like I'm down for that because I hate to fly and you mm-hmm. can drive from my family oh, in gosh, California yeah. to Arizona, like no problem. So long story short, we ended up um, moving to moving here and I, we've been here since 2009 and I still feel like we just moved here. Like there's just still so much mm-hmm. to see. And, um, you know, love it. Like our, when we moved here, our oldest was in fourth grade and she just graduated from U of A. Our, our middle. Oh, wow. guy, Congratulations to her. I know it's crazy. And it's like our middle guy was in, um, he was starting kindergarten when we moved here and now he's at, uh, um, Arizona state.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> and, a sun devil. Nice. Yeah.
0: He's a sun devil now. And then, um, yeah, our 11 year old, he wasn't even born when we moved here. He was like our, he's our only Arizona baby, but wow it's crazy I absolutely love it here it's I don't know and where we live it's like we're not we're not close to the city but we live in like Mm -hmm. a cool suburb and it's just I love it it's great and the trails are amazing
1: yeah oh my gosh yeah I feel really fortunate uh one of my closest friends who I met literally my first day of grad school moved there for his master's and I got the chance to go a few times and then like (gasps) take three-day weekends and like fly to Fly to Phoenix, go to Tempe, and explore. Like so the yes. Mogulian, like I've been there. Like, I, how do you describe the Mogollon Rim to somebody yeah. who hasn't seen it? Like, this anybody who's listening, like, you should go check out Arizona, or maybe uh. don't because it'll be crowded like California. <laughs> but it, it is so diverse, and it has that reputation. But like, I saw this John Wayne movie once, and there was like scorpions and nothing. So that's uh-huh. all of Arizona. And you're like, no, dude, like it's incredible, most geographically diverse place in North America.
0: Yeah, it truly is. Gosh. Honestly, like all we're missing is the beach. Honestly, and the funny thing is, is since we moved away from the beach, we go to the beach more. Huh? So, like one hundred percent. We travel more. Like it's just um, you know, I mean, it's crazy because recently it did get pretty expensive. We're we're out where we're at in the Phoenix area and yeah, and everything like it. So the housing totally just went through the roof. But before you know, you you just caught it like a you're. Quality of life was better because you weren't just working just to. I don't know, California's just so expensive. It was yeah. so expensive. I think we moved out at just the right time. We yes. really did. So yes. I'm I'm I have no regrets at all. And I and honestly, like I love visiting my. I have a twin sister and my parents still live out there, and we do visit all the time. And I feel like we have more quality time together now or since we moved than we did when we lived there like we just never saw each other because we were always all so busy
1: okay yeah trying to pay the bills yeah yeah trying to pay the bills because everyone in california loves taxes and traffic they're great yeah
0: yes yeah and then it's like you're in the traffic so much you when you get home you don't want to (laughs) leave yes you don't want to leave and enjoy all the things that california has to offer like it's just it's so funny i mean we lived at the beach we used to live like at the beach and we like Never went to the beach. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, wow. It's crazy. It, it's just, it's hard to explain to people. I know there's a lot like, oh, wow, you moved out of California, but why? It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, let me tell you the reasons why. There's so many <laughs> reasons why. <laughs> and trust me, we enjoy California so much more now that we don't live there. It's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. I, yeah. I can do the same thing.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Gosh. Wow. That's all fantastic. And what was my next question? Uh, okay. So you're in Phoenix now and yes. you do cool social media stuff. And I just talked to a friend who just graduated high school and uh, that's her thing. She just got hired as a social media for a local thing out in the middle of oh. nowhere where I live. Oh, but wow. What is... Yeah. She's super excited. I'm very happy. Congratulations. I, I know she's listening. Oh, um, Awesome. But yet, what is it like to do social media as a profession as opposed to me trying to figure out what's going to make people laugh? And I'll edit this video pretty haphazardly and toss it online and see what happens.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations to your friend. Because honestly, I am every day, I'm like, I am so lucky I get to do this for a job because mm-hmm. it's so much fun. <laughs> honestly. And I never, so I, oh, goodness. I did not, I went to school, I was an art major in college. I basically majored in playing soccer. Um, I got a to play soccer in college. And when I went to college to play soccer, I really had no idea what I wanted to major in. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just wanted to play soccer and have fun and just kind of be there and and enjoy, like live in the moment. But I always had a thing for art. I, I, always liked it but the thing was too I also really loved to write like I've always loved writing and I've always loved painting um I kind of dabbled with like doing something with writing but then I was like eh I don't know and just the college me was like let's just do the easiest thing that I can do as far as majors go so I was an art major anyway um, had no plans to do anything with that major <laughs> and mm-hmm. graduated from college, you know, went out into the the world, the corporate world, um, worked at a few different offices, um, met my husband. Uh, we pretty quickly were just like, let's do this. Like, let's get married. This is who we, this is who I want to be with. Um, and this is what we want to do. So it was very much like, you know, he, um, He was going – I was going to be like the stay-at-home mom and he was going to, you know, be the breadwinner, which – and he's done a very good job at that. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I actually had – I didn't work for 17 years. I was at home with our kids. I I was super – so fortunate to be able to do that. Like, every day I'm like, I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to stay at home and be with our babies and, you know, raise them. I I do feel bad for the 11-year-old, though, because I have been working – since he started kindergarten so I feel like I've, I've kind of robbed him a little bit but anyway um so I wasn't planning on being a social media manager I had no I didn't even have social media for like the longest time I remember hearing what Instagram was I'm like what the hell is that <laughs> like Facebook uh, I'm never gonna get yeah. a Facebook that's so dumb like honestly I was like that's yeah. so stupid. I don't want that um and I can't even remember. I'm trying to remember how I even ended up getting a Facebook. There was a reason for it that was something other than just being on social media. I can't remember at the time, but I remember getting on social media at some point. I got like a smartphone, you know, and I was like, oh, I guess I should, yeah. you know, get on social media. So got on it. I got on Instagram mainly just to see what my kids were doing because they had an Instagram accounts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then, like, I kind of discovered this whole world of, like, and that was right when I was starting to get in, like, I was getting more into trail running. And I kind of mm-hmm. discovered this whole, like, Instagram of, like, like trail running people. And I was like, oh, wow, like, this is cool. Like, look at these people out, like, they're out running and they – Maybe, I don't know. And so I started, like, following people and, and vice versa and stuff. And um, I, it, I, it was so weird to me. Like, it was, like, this whole new world of, like, oh, wow, this person's really cool. Like, and they just followed me. Like, why? Like, I don't, wh- okay. And they're, like, trail runners. And, I, and I, to this day, like, I can still remember, like, the first few people who, like, f- I followed and they followed me back. And they were, like, in the trail running community, like, to this day. And this was, like, years ago. So Mm -hmm. then, um, at some point, so dirtbag runners, um, Mm -hmm. I, I discovered them somehow on social and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like they're from Ventura. We were from Ventura, um, as well. So I was like, Oh, like, this is like a cool, like trail running group and they're from Ventura. And I'm like, so are we like, this is so cool. So follow them. And then we, I started like kind of like going back and forth with Krista, who is the founder and, um, We just like connected because she was from, she lived in Ventura and I was like, oh my gosh, I used to live there too. And she graduated from the same high school, like my husband graduated from like years apart, but still like Mm -hmm. had these things in common. And I remember one time she goes, Hey, like, do you, she's like, I, you know, I'm really kind of having a hard time keeping up with our Instagram. Like it's, it was starting to grow like at that time. She goes like, do you have any interest in helping me with it? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'd love to help you with it. Like, that would, that sounds so fun. Cause at that time, I was really liking Instagram. Facebook, I was just like, eh, whatever. But Instagram yeah. to me was really fun because it was like light, it was like fun, it was more focused on adventure, not so much people like airing their grievances and dirty laundry. <laughs> and like, you know how Facebook <laughs> is a little more yes. like, it's just not as light and fun. So I said, yeah, oh my God, I'd love to help. So, From that point, like it was uh, myself and another girl and her, we were all running the account and it kind of just like blew up. Like this account just went from like, I don't even know, a thousand followers. And then I remember doing like, it went to 10,000 and then 20 and, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like this is so much fun. So at that point I was getting ready to do my, oh, I was training for Black Canyon 100K. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to, I want to run this hundred miler called Western States and I need to qualify for it. So I'm going to run. And so secret, I, my dream 100 was Western States. I now know that I'm never going to get into that race and that's perfectly fine. But back then I was really wanting to qualify for it and, you know, put my, my tickets in there to see if I could get in the race. So Mm -hmm. I was um, doing black Canyon, 100 K and I had, like, I got, like, the worst chafe of my life, like, behind my arm. Oh. So I'm running, and, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I get into this aid station at Black Canyon, and I see this product, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm like, chafing really bad. And the guy's like, hey, yeah, this is what we do. Like, try this. This is this will help. And I'm like, okay, it was squirrel's nut butter. Yeah. Put the squirrel's nut butter on the back of my arm. I'm like, hopefully this helps. I get to the next aid station thinking I'm going to have to reapply. And I look at the back of my arm. And so it was, the chafe was so bad that my skin was like starting to break, you know, when it's like right about to bleed. So I get to the next aid station. I promise you it was gone. Wow. (laughs) What the hell? So I go, I don't know what I just used, but all I know, I have to have something to do with that product. I'm like, I don't even know. So I found them on Instagram and followed them and I reached out. And so I reached out to Chris, who's the owner. And I said, Hey, like I used your product at Black Canyon. This stuff is magic. And I said, I don't know if you have ambassadors. I have no idea, but I just would love to, rep- to do something with your product. I don't know what, just tell me what to do. I want to yeah. help get the word out. So I ended up seeing him at my next race and he like gave me a sample and I and I kind of like became an ambassador, um, for the product. And then I looked, so after that, I remember like, they started following me on Instagram and I followed them back and I looked at their account and they had this Instagram account with like 80 followers, but no posts at all. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they, they don't have any posts. I was like, maybe, maybe I can help. So I messaged Chris and I said, Hey, I said, um, I'm not like a professional or anything, but I've been, you know, uh, working with like helping dirtbag runners and like, I feel like we're, we have a good following and I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing. And I said, I would love, I said, you don't need to pay me, but I just want to like take over your Instagram. I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, I see you, you have these followers, but you don't have any posts yet. I'm like, I want to, I want to do it. And he's like, yeah, you can totally do it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So I started, squirrels, not butter. I wasn't getting paid though. I was like, Mm -hmm. send me some lube. I'm like, I don't care. Send me a (laughs) hoodie. I'm good. (laughs) So, so like dirtbag runners, like I was getting just like free swag and then squirrels, not butter. I was like free lube. I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm a stay at home mom. Like I am doing this stuff and it's super fun. It's like, I feel kind of like I'm involved in the community and I love these brands. Like, this is great. So then at some point, um, I was doing an Aero Viper race and, um, I like, I saw Jamil at the race and he came up to me and was like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, and I never talked to him before. And he's like, um, so do you do the squirrels nut butter Instagram? I'm like, I do. And he's like, I was one, like, we kind of need some help with maybe one of our, two of our accounts. And I'm like, Oh, I was like, he's like, how much do you charge? <laughs> and i'm like i don't charge anything so it was funny because at this point my husband you should probably like maybe charge for your services because this is getting out of control <laughs> and i'm like no no it's fine it's fine so then this happened at a race where Jamil's wondering if i can help him with run steep get high and he's like yeah. what do you charge and i'm like i don't charge anything <laughs> just maybe some like send me some hoodies or something you know and then I, and I left there going, my husband is going to kill me right, right now. Yeah. I literally am probably taking on another account for free. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't do this, but it's so fun. Like, I can't ask yeah. for money for something this fun. Like, this is silly. So I started doing Run Steep, Get High. And I had told my husband, and I'm like, yeah, so um, I can do races for free now. So it, it ended up being that. So I was getting race credits um, for doing that account which was awesome I mean that was like saving a lot of money so then eventually I just um and I know this is such a long-winded story but um at some point I kind (laughs) of I kind of was I remember telling um or just kind of messaging Jamil I'm like hey like if you do because it was getting to a point where my son was going to be starting school soon my youngest and I was like and my husband's like you should probably start looking for you know maybe look for a job he's like all the kids are gonna be in school, like it's kind of like this is your time, it's your time to shine and I just I was like, yeah, you know, I just feel like something's gonna happen. I feel like mm-hmm. I just have a feeling I have a good feeling about about this social media thing so anyway um it was it was like July before um, my littlest started kindergarten or or first grade, I can't remember, and I got a job offer from Aravipa. and then Chris was like, hey, we need to start paying you. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) So basically, like, right before, like, a month before the littlest started school, I was actually working, like, not full-time, but kind of, like, part-time. And then I eventually picked up another client. I picked up Salt Stick. And
1: Mm -hmm. then
0: um, I actually kind of went away from Salt Salt Stick for a little bit because they needed they kind of had a change in ownership and mm-hmm. wanted someone full time. Um, so I ended up leaving Salt Stick, but actually now I'm back with Salt Stick and I'm with Aravipa full time, Squirrels Nut Butter and Salt Stick. <laughs> so wow. awesome, because everybody's in the industry and everyone kind of like crosses over each other, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, yeah. it's super fun. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's it's, it's really a lot. fun yeah well it's yeah
1: I mean, it, it's been really cool to see your personal stuff and then all the stuff that shows up and like wow I kind of feel like I know Jen this is our first <laughs> time talking ever uh, but I feel like I know you because like there's so much fun stuff that happens there and also like real world fun stuff like oops that was a fail oops that was a fail yeah. like it's not the blah, caricatured here's only the good part just like nope that sucked here yeah and hooray <laughs>
0: I know. I I love that stuff. I love keeping things real so much. I mean, there's there's so much good I think in social media. I think it gets a bad rap sometimes, but I don't know. That and that's another that's another reason why I love Instagram so much is cuz I feel like it's the lighter side of um of social. And it it gets the most reach still. Oh
1: yeah. Damn, like you know, like I've... our
0: Instagram accounts uh, on all the um the accounts that I run, Instagram is the most popular out of all of them. Wow. By far. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <gasps> it's really strange, and, but people love yeah. Instagram.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. And, and you got these connections from in-person and also Instagram.
0: Um, I, think, well, I think
1: that's really cool.
0: Yeah. I, it's true because, um, oh, God. And it's kind of neat because it is definitely like it's a networking – it's very networking, social media managing is, for sure. Because I feel like – I'm trying to figure out how Salt Stick reached – oh, we had done some giveaways, I think, with Salt Stick. And that was how I, you know, connected with the guy over there. And then Mm -hmm. at one point he was like, you know, hey – we're looking for somebody and I, we've worked together and I, you've done, been doing this for a while. What do you think? And I've had like some other opportunities also just through, you know, working with a particular company or networking with different people, having friends, like knowing, you know, it's crazy. It's like things just kind of like pop up and they fall into your lap and sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's such a fun job. It's, it's great. And, and honestly, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really fun. It's, it is a lot of work for sure. And it's not always like sometimes it gets a little stressful and I do get a little overwhelmed (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I've got, you know, a a house to take care of and a yard and kids and um, all of those things and running and working out, you know, and a husband, it's like, it gets a little overwhelming at times, but, for the most part like pretty lucky
1: yeah no, it sounds like you got it pretty dialed in and you get to kind of get paid to have fun most of the yeah. time and, and and for sure make people's day somewhat better or lighter or more fun
0: yeah that's for sure and especially in the trail running community there's oh gosh I mean, especially and really at like Havilena and races like that where you are covering the front of the pack to the back of the pack to the golden hour finishers and the stories and the emotion that come out of those types of stories that we're posting about um one of my very best friends she's an amazing photographer and mm-hmm. she and I work together it's really cool cuz i get to work with you know some of the most popular you know well big name photographers like in the business um we've i've gotten to know a few of them really really well and it's funny because I was always like, I'm, I get very intimidated of people a lot. And some okay, of these yeah. photographers are such, they're so good at what they do. And they were a little scary at first. But now I feel like I'm on, like I'm friends with a lot of them now. And it's really cool. But um, one of my best girlfriends, we work together a lot too. And she'll take, she'll be taking a picture. She's a photographer mm. among, amongst other things. She does pretty much everything but (laughs) i'll see her taking a photo like we'll be at a race like say javelina and it'll be the golden hour and i'll see her taking a picture and i i look at that i look at her taking the picture and right away the caption like the copy just pops into my head it's like we just work oh that's awesome it's so awesome like i'll see her taking the picture and i'm like oh jesus i know exactly what i'm gonna say and you know and then and i'll be like already crying about the photo that she just took and she hasn't even sent it to me she hasn't even like edited it (laughs) or sent it yeah but I see it and I'm like oh my god oh wow it's so beautiful it's so emotional and it's just oh that's one of the things about especially yeah Javelina um that was really the first 100 mile race I've ever been to in my life The first time I worked at it and I, and the golden hour, the, I mean, the the golden hours are just, I mean, honestly crying. I I mean, I have sunglasses on, I'm bawling the whole time, crying my eyes out. It's Ah. just so off the charts, beautiful and seeing those people coming in and. Now I, I mean, knowing how how hard it is because I've done it myself one time. <laughs> now yeah. I really get it, but wow, it's just um, it's beautiful, and I love that we can like there's so many stories there's a lot of stories out there of people like everyone's got a story, you know it's like, oh yeah, it's people are running for um, you know relatives that have passed away or someone who's fighting cancer or they're, they're, or they're fighting a you know, disease themselves and you you hear the stories and then you see the photos that our photographers take and give oh, wow. you and you're just like, oh yeah. my God. I mean, there's been times like I've gotten a series of stories or series of photos, one sentence about what that person's going through. And I'll have to like hide myself in a corner and write and I'm just like crying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> wow. Crying about it. Yeah. And, you
0: know, and then we put it out there and it's like that's the, that's the good stuff. Like people read that and they see it on social media and they're like, this is why social media can be awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think like a picture is worth a thousand words and you're synchronized with your photographer, but also like you see the full, it's like a lifetime in a day at something like that. Yeah. Every possible emotion when you have the camera in the right spot and the writer in the right spot, like you see everything. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: it's so cool. Oh, I don't know if you've um if you've ever have you heard of the Cocodona two fifty?
1: I yes was just got onto that like two weeks ago. I was oh, just okay. on the website looking at it. Yes. And I'm gonna be okay. making a note as well. Yes.
0: Yes. So if um I mean if though so during Cocodona, we have the past well, so we've only had it two years now, but we've had, yep. you know, the incredible Howie Stern, amazing Scott Rokas, um, and then this last year we had a a, a a woman named Anastasia Wild, and the year before that we had um, oh shoot Eliza Earl. Okay, so these those three oh. photographers are all all week long. They're out there on course, and we have um, and the two years ago I was out there a little more often. This year, unfortunately, I was at home a lot working, but they are just taking photos, sending them into this, you know, like pouring that we have a chat and they'll pour it into the chat and I'm pulling the photos and you know sharing the photos onto the Cocodona Instagram and Facebook and Scott especially Howie too is also great but they will Scott really seems to get in there and like get people's stories I don't know how the hell he does it but he'll take a bunch of like a series of photos and he'll send like three sentences about what's going on with that person and then I'll okay. take, I'll just take it and turn it into a longer story with his pictures. And honestly, like I am so exhausted at the end of that week. Cause it's so crazy. Awesome. Like people have these stories and you're like, what, what, like, are you kidding me? And the photos that go with the story. And it's just, it's amazing. Like if you, if you have, to have time to go into that coca Instagram and, Like scroll back to when it's race week and the final finishers, and it's just oh, it's just moving. It's so moving. Wow,
1: wow, thank you. I am totally not going to do that tonight (laughs) instead of definitely not going to be cleaning. And yeah, that's totally happening. Also, thank you. Yeah, because yeah, thank you. That this is not coincidental. (laughs) Yay!
0: I know it's funny too because it's like oh gosh, if I could think of the Aravipa Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff that I that I um, manage. It's like it's not just Aravipa. It's like there's Cocodona, there's Havilena, there's Black Canyon. We have a new Sky Peaks one. Um, We have the Aravipa artworks. We have Aravipa rides. We have the Aravipa running. We have Okay, what else is there? There's AirPipe virtual.
1: Oh my gosh, everything! I, <laughs> yeah, so I funny. I lost track already. You've been talking for like twenty seconds.
0: i can not that I, fast. I know I'm missing some.
1: There's that's like,
0: seriously so many. It's crazy, but it's so fun. Oh, <clears throat> Steep Life Media. Yeah, it's another one. Run steep, get high.
1: <laughs> yeah, we oh no, There's so much stuff, and you see how it connects, and like all I see is like the value of networking and connecting with people, and like that story inspires somebody you know yeah the person thinking of wow maybe i'd like to be a runner one day and they're like oh my god like a 100 mile race that's ridiculous yeah,
0: but they can do but, it
1: and and the person who ran it also thought about being a runner one day
0: yeah and doing that's what like, i think
1: about too much
0: yeah and it's the thing it's like you think to yourself oh that's impossible i could never do that and then you do it and that's like that's the thing yeah. i i really want i love i wish i could I don't know. I, anyone who thinks that they can't do 100 miles, like, I mean, I just want to <laughs> be here to say, you know what? You can, because if I can do it, you can, you can fucking do it. Like, I'm yeah. very, very convinced that if you put your mind to it, you can 100% do it. I have mm-hmm. a friend who's struggling right now. He's signed up for a lot of 100s and he has not finished one. And I'm like, you will do it. Trust me. <laughs> you are going to do yes. it. Just slow down. <laughs> slow yes. down. You're going to
1: be fine. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. But Yeah. It's good. Oh wait. Tucson marathon.
1: I forgot about that one. You know what's Air- crazy is <laughs> I live in the, like, you, did I show you the little map dot where I live? Like no. it's not even a place really. Uh, I'll do that after. Um, I was walking down to the store yesterday and I saw someone wearing a Tucson shirt and my first thought was, isn't there a Tucson Marathon I just heard about? How no crazy kidding. like where I am, like Tucson is nowhere near here. It's like a three day drive. And oh, wow. there is somebody at the store getting ice cream with a Tucson shirt. What <laughs> are the odds of that? And now you mentioned like, Do I am I supposed to go to Tucson? Like you've already said you have A. Like, what are you telling me, universe? But anyways, that don't sidetrack so me. Well,
0: <laughs> Tucson Marathon. Fun. I've actually never ran, um, I've never done a marathon. I've never done a road marathon. And um, we just picked up Tucson Marathon. So that's an mm-hmm. AeroVipa race now. And I've joked about it. I'm like, I have a uh, guy I work with and he also has never ran a road marathon. I'm like, maybe we should do the Tucson Marathon. Wow.
1: Wow. And <laughs> I when don't know.
0: it sounds painful, it, That sounds uh, more painful than as, a hundred miles. As,
1: as someone who did one and then spent the Better part of a decade figuring out why it went terribly and all kinds of fun things we won't go into. Um, good luck with that. Uh, yeah. But also, wh- when when is this road marathon? Is that this? Oh, fall? it is. January.
0: It's des- December tenth, I believe.
1: Oh wow! Okay, the perfect yes. time to go to the desert when it's, it's like oh, yeah. minus a thousand in the rest of the world, and oh, you go to gosh. Tucson and it's glorious.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like we have a whole series of races that happen in the fall and the winter and the spring and the weather is yes. ridiculous it's oh so my gosh, nice yes.
1: i will say it was absolutely awesome to be like looking at the feed and the stuff that you manage when there's like 37 feet of snow and it's oh. minus 35 again and oh hey look the desert looks so inviting oh, they're in shorts oh and God. t-shirts yeah wow maybe that'll happen in mm, six months minus a day Oh my so God. I appreciate it for me to you. Thank you for sharing that because <laughs> it's warm and sunny somewhere when it's minus a thousand here.
0: Well, okay. So what, what was the temperature there today where you
1: are? Uh, so today when I got up, uh, I don't speak metric. So it was 41 when I got up uh-huh. and then uh, the sun came out and we're in this really curious pocket where it'll get to be minus 40 in the winter. It'll also get to be like over a hundred in the summer. So it went from 41 degrees and there was fog over the water. I'll send you a photo after to it's like 93 and I'm getting sun blasted at the farm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I was wearing a hoodie. I refuse to wear pants in the summer. So I'm like in my running shorts and Crocs, freezing at the start of the day and then I'm like it is so hot right now and it's blasting off of the dirt as I weed Ugh. oh but at the same time I can remember flying down to Phoenix when was the first time I went in May and going up I think Mogollon Rim was our first trip the first time I oh, went down wow. we, we we hiked somebody wanted to get the the highest point of every county in Arizona that was oh. ideal. So we ended up hiking downhill from whatever the other county was to the highest point of this county on the rim. <laughs> and me being like, wow, I flew in from Colorado. So I've got shorts and a t-shirt. This is great. And it gets wow. dark. I've got shorts and a t-shirt. It was like, it gets dark and then the jeans come out. And oh then it got a gosh. little bit darker and the hoodies came out. And I'm like, guys, ladies, like it's, I'm still in shorts and a t-shirt. They're like, aren't you cold? I'm like, aren't you overheated? But how... <laughs> how fast you acclimate to it and you're like okay so it's 105 when you were doing your workout today yeah. and then if it's like 90 you're like oh it's a little colder and then if it's what 80 like you put a hoodie on or something whereas mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god it's so cold here uh <laughs> wait is it like a temperature over 40 i can consider putting shorts on now yeah, but then I'm all screwed up for when it gets to 100. I'm like, I'm running out of ideas now. I'll oh just go God. soak my UV hoodie again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's it gets to a point where the, it just doesn't matter anymore. But that's yeah. crazy because I mean yeah. it's it's funny too because it does get to. I remember when we when I first started coming out to Phoenix in the summer. It was like in, I was in high school, and mm. I remember being outside. It was like <clears throat> midnight. We we're at a party in the East Valley. And I'm going, oh, my God, it's, like, 95 degrees out here right now. Like, what the hell? Because in the summertime, it just doesn't cool down. It's still, you know, it might be 110 at noon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But when it cools down, it's, like, it's still 85, 90, 95 (laughs) at night. It's wild. But then you'll get into the fall. It's in the 90s during the day. But to us at night, it is freezing. It's crazy. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like I, I mean, there's been times where I've been out at a desert race in, in the fall. And it's like yeah. in, this, in the daytime, you've got your sunscreen on and you're like, it's freaking hot. And then at night, you're like freezing, freezing. It's just crazy. It's
1: weird. The, the weather is
0: – I love it, though, honestly.
1: Yeah. No, I, I miss the desert a lot. There is nothing else like it. And Yeah. I'm with you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm having many fun (laughs) of things now. (laughs) I appreciate you, Jen. Thank you.
0: When is the last time you were in the desert then? Like in the Phoenix desert?
1: In the Phoenix desert. Um, Let me think here. 2016? I gotta think about this. 2016 in July. In July, yes. I was was on a road trip. And then my buddy was still in Tempe at that point. They just got the PhDs. And I was actually there, I helped babysit so that mom could finish her dissertation presentation. And then there was like, oh my gosh, there was only like six of us at, it was, yeah. I was at the dissertation presentation and then it was kind of like, okay, baby's crying. Who's taking the baby outside? (laughs) Um, And then I flew there that September um, to help move some stuff because they moved to Michigan. Oh and wow. That's, that's the last time I was there in the summer. Uh, wow. I also have learned that you can go and play. I kind of grew up playing golf, but I don't really enjoy it now. But you can go and play on the PGA Championship course for like 35 bucks if you play at noon in July because uh-huh. it's 118 and you're insane. But you can play a course and totally suck at it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, My so son's it, been It's, doing it's been a
1: while. Yeah, no, it's great. It's cheaper My than playing here. My eight-year-old
0: has gotten into golf, and then they go like their tee times at like nine thirty, and they'll pay like thirty dollars to go golf. Yeah, a, an amazing course because it's a yeah. hundred and ten.
1: Yeah, I You're love like, it. Okay. Yeah, we're like, okay, cool. We're like bouncing balls off the of cigars. So I think we spent more time trying to hit each other with golf balls than actually play the course. But it was <laughs> awesome to think, wow, this is like a world-class venue. I have never been in anything even close to this. And I paid less than it costs for a case of beer here. Wow,
0: so awesome. that is crazy. Yeah, I don't think he's been to courses just yet, but he probably will. I. It, it's just so funny how they'll like – suck it up in the heat the kids will to do what they want to do but then if i'm like hey guys let's go take the paddleboard to the lake they're like uh mm, no like they want to you know be in the in their friend's boat or whatever or or play golf Uh, or do what they want to do but then when i say yeah let's go like paddleboard they're like no mom it's too hot i'm like okay it wasn't too hot when you were baking on the golf course (laughs) at 1 (laughs) p.m but fine (laughs)
1: Yeah, good, good work. Good. With no work.
0: water in sight.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, w- we'll chat offline. I have a bachelor party story involving like Havasu. That was a oh, great God. idea somebody had. The last week of June. Oh. That's when I learned, that's why I learned why I like 118 degrees and 120, not so much, even though I'm going to argue at that point, they're indistinguishable. Oh it's because from Phoenix airport, the story I was told is if it's 120 planes, can't get enough lift to take off. Mm-hmm. And like in unison, two of us are like, I love 118 degrees right now. Cause we can be on a plane in an hour.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's it. And the yeah. turbulence. Oh, when you're coming yes. in. Super hot. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> and I'm not oh a good gosh. flyer either. So oh, I'm, not, yeah, I'm no, not. You should drive.
1: You should bad. drive. That's where we live in Arizona. You have exactly. th- what is it 13 geographic regions you can drive to. Yeah, you don't need to fly anywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, no thanks. Oh, okay, I'll skip that. We're yeah. good.
1: <laughs> gosh. Awesome. Uh, wow. We are coming up on time here. Um, Jen, you are awesome. You are hilarious. You manage some cool social media accounts. How can anyone who's inspired by any part of your story connect with you or follow all the fun stuff you get to do—the shenanigans, as it were?
0: Oh online? my goodness! There's so many shenanigans. Um, well, my—I mean, my personal Instagram is at um, God. What is it? At Jen Laughlin underscore eighteen. Um, I have a TikTok. It's at the same, but my TikTok yeah. is mainly my dog. I have a basset hound and he is the oh star God. of the show over there. So if you're, if you're not, if you're not into bass, I mean, there's occasional occasional like running stuff and um, travel things, but I've kind of gone a little crazy with my basset hound TikTok. Um, yeah. And, but, so that's that, but um, oh my goodness. So everything, I mean, we have at squirrels underscore nut underscore butter on Instagram um, is squirrels, nut butter, best people, best product. In the business for anti-chafe. If anyone is ever using anything different, I just don't even know what to tell them, honestly. If people are still using Body Glide, I'm like, I don't understand you, but it's fine. Squirrels mm. nut butter is what you want to use. Also, yeah, electrolytes at Salt Stick. Um, Salt Stick, honestly, makes the yummiest chewables, but they also make a drink mix stuff mm. thingy now, which I've been having Great. fun. I've been making some reels with different types of, like, margaritas with their um, drink mix. And I'm going to actually do one probably in the next couple of days. It's going to be the drink mix. Have you had an Orange Dreamsicle before?
1: Uh, so No.
0: Oh, my God. You know what an Orange Julius is, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So Orange Dreamsicle is, it tastes like an Orange Julius, but it has vodka and triple sec in it. And I'm okay. going to make one pretty soon that has the vodka, the triple sec, the orange juice. It has a little bit of heavy cream in it. And then also the new salt stick um, tart orange. So you're basically, oh, cool. you are hydrating while you're dehydrating.
1: <laughs> so, so it balances itself out and you should drink more is what you
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So for great, um, you know, if you want that type of thing um, at salt stick, uh, I'm happy to be working with them again. And then... Ara Viper running at Ara Viper running and at, oh, Ara Viper Colorado. I forgot about that one too. Oh, yeah, that's um, brand new. Yeah, run steep, get high. I mean, there's Ara Viper artworks, Ara Viper rides, Flagstaff Sky Peaks, Havilene 100, yeah. Black Canyon, um, cocodona 250. I don't know. There's so many.
1: There's, yeah, there's a lot. You do a lot.
0: <laughs> I do a lot. So, any of those things, if you, I mean, if anyone wants to follow along, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you get lost, just, um, tag me at cactus moose and I'll figure it out for you. Yes. yes. And it'll be, great.
0: We it'll be will, great. Yeah. And cactus moose or Jen Laughlin underscore 18 and we will direct, yeah, you, to we will you, direct need you to go. We will direct you.
1: That's what we do. Networking 101. It's yes. all good. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Awesome. Well, uh, let's keep chatting a little bit off, but, uh, it is time. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, any other, Ooh, what's one random question that might throw you off your game? Uh oh. Okay. I personally, like, in any context, I don't like the what is your favorite because it's really hard for me. Uh-huh. What are your top three favorite beers? I hope Ooh. this is easy.
0: So easy. Tower
1: Station, oh. I'm going to bet.
0: Tower Station, church music from uh, the beer shop in Phoenix. Amazing. It's got a funky can, it's a black can with like a lightning bolt on it. And oh, it's wow. called Church Music, and I'll never forget it. Like, Actually, she was one of my pacers at my 100-miler. One time we were at Whiskey Basin up in Prescott. It's uh, one of our... Prescott, places. Arizona.
1: Yep. Yeah, and we
0: were in her van, and we we're hanging out drinking, and she goes, hey, do you like church music? And I'm like, <laughs> not especially, no. And she's like, no, the beer. And I was like, what? No, what? I'd never heard of that before. She goes, there's some underneath the sink. Grab one of those. And, I, and it honestly... I loved it from that day on. My husband and I both love it. It's, it's so good. Um, that one's really good. And then also the third, and this is mm-hmm. one of my husband's
1: favorites too,
0: is State 48 Brewery. In, and it's uh, Sounds of Freedom. It's, uh, that just um, sounds awesome. So good. It's, uh, God, a mosaic. It's like a mo- more mosaic hop beer. Mm-hmm. And I find everything right now with mosaic hops I'm like gravitating towards. Um, okay. So yeah, and then honestly, a wild card that I haven't really had a lot of lately is that Voodoo Ranger that double the Imperial. The Imperial, that Ye- yeah, that's like wow. the best double I think I've ever had, and I kind of like haven't been drinking it a lot lately. But I, got, I think I gotta go get some and bring it back into the mix.
1: Yes, I agree. Voodoo Ranger is one of my favorite beers ever.
0: So, so good.
1: good choice. Yeah, the the blue bottle Imperial IPA. Yes. I, think. I th- yes. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I did I did a virtual ultra and that was what I saved for it. I had a, there's a very long story to how I got that beer and I saved it specifically for that I photo. <laughs> I should I should do that. I should send you the photo and then you can blow up social media with it. Random yes, dude with a beer. Sure, sure, nobody knows photo. with a beer nobody knows that, that the label's falling off of. <laughs> great. <laughs> oh
0: so great. I think I actually, you know, Camille Heron. The Heard of her, yes. Yeah, she's like a total badass, but I'm pretty. I think I have a photo of her drinking. I do. She was drinking um, a Voodoo Ranger um, Imperial at one, I don't know what race it was. And I posted it, and people are like, Holy shit, Camille, nine percent at a race. You're fucking awesome. I'm like, She actually is amazing. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't give it out. Oh,
1: that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Good stuff.
1: And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information and there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with with listening as well if you get a chance i do encourage you it really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to as well as maybe even write something so uh Yeah, if you had a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts. It's how I listen to things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you had a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness.